Welcome to the Fanatical L Show, part of the L Network. We are a bunch of wild and crazy Cleveland Browns fans, bringing you all the latest in Browns news. Tune in now. Welcome, folks. Welcome, Browns fans united. We are the Fanatical Elves Show, and it is a Thursday night. Where else would you like to be or listening to or watching us live right now on YouTube, on the X, on Facebook? I'm John. There's Steve. There's Sam. And there's Elliot. Hello. How are you boys doing tonight? Pretty good. Pretty good. <laughs> oh, you're so happy. It's awards you... night in oh, the that's NFL. Right. Tell us about oh, that, yeah. Steve. What's going on? Yeah. Um, I already saw a picture of Jim Schwartz and his wife. He's up Ooh. for assistant of the year. And Miles Garrett up for defensive player of the year. Joe Flacco and his wife are there. Comeback player of the year. I have not seen Kevin Stefanski in any pictures yet. Ah, I forgot they, so. they really do it up big, don't they? They have this whole red carpet and... Oh, yeah, it's a show. Wow. Well, do we think that... Uh, is Kevin going to get the, the coach of the year? What do we think? I believe so. Yeah? I don't know what the Vegas odds so. are. He was uh, at the end of the season. but And these awards, uh, the voting mm-hmm. ended at the end of the season. So they okay. don't take into consideration the playoffs. Or you don't think if they did, uh, get it? What's that? What about D'Amico? Uh, it's Detroit. It's between D'Amico Ryan's and Joe and uh, Kevin Stefanski right now. Oh, really? Well, yeah. Well, that makes yeah. sense. D'Amico Ryan's, sure. Mm-hmm. Houston coach, correct? Yeah, correct. Yeah. Okay. We all remember well, him, don't we? Uh, yeah. Oh. Well, lots happened since then. <laughs> um... <laughs> Well, we're in kind of the that we're in that Super Bowl weekend. Um, we're approaching it. It's fast and furious here. It's Thursday night. Um, guys from both the Kansas City and the 49ers have been interviewed this week. Travis Kelsey, Patrick Mahomes, Kermit the Frog have been um, getting interviewed all week. And, um, you know, we've got Taylor Swift there uh, floating around in the background. Actually, she's in Japan. No, I believe, she's right in now. China. China. Right China. She's in China. China. She. After her show, she's going to, and the U.S. Embassy in China assures everyone that she should land in Vegas by uh, 10.30 Sunday morning. I got my fingers crossed, man. Taylor is everywhere. They you had can't the- miss the 25 seconds of Taylor Swift during the Super Bowl, which should last <laughs> a day and a half. And, can't uh, we just watch football? Must no. be bombarded by Taylor Swift instead of the Super Bowl. It's anti-American. Uh, yes, I know. I know. Yeah. All those pictures, yeah. all the all that all the images of Travis Kelp during the Grammys was just upsetting. Then- oh, wait, they didn't show Travis Kelp because he was in <laughs> Las Vegas getting ready for the Super Bowl. <laughs> and then, then tonight I see that there are um photos going out on the new Sports Illustrated. Uh, swimsuit edition, probably the final one. I think Sports Illustrated is shutting down, but it's Patrick Mahomes' <laughs> wife, right? <laughs> Mahomes' wife is on the cover of really? Sports Illustrated. I'm like, oh my, like, dude. Um, As they say in the publishing business, 
Why the hell not? Right. Why the hell not? Um, Look, it's yeah, a weird world out there. The perfect screening service for beautiful women. I mean, come on. <laughs> they they get it figured out. So. Uh, oh, of course. So a lot of things coming up. We're going to talk about the Super Bowl after the break. It's, um, get everybody's take here on what they're looking forward to. You know, one of the things that just give you, you know, sneak it's starting. We, I know they were talking about you know, halftime shows and I think it was 2007, maybe a little bit early, right? 2007, 2008, when Prince was the star of the halftime show. And I was listening to a, a side story of the guy who helped produce that show. And if you remember, I think it was down in Florida and it was pouring rain when it just right as he was getting ready to go on. And the, the producer was saying his going back and looking at it, that it was just, it was amazing what he was able to do and the, the way that the water actually created some real interesting um, figures I remember and it well. colors. And it really ended up being this magical moment. And I remember that I've gone back and watched it again too. It really was something special. They've talked about Super Bowl ads, mean Joe green being uh, at the top of the list, the former Pittsburgh Steeler when the Steelers. Oh, were I big. don't know. Arnold Schwarzenegger as Agent State Farm. Oh, <laughs> you guys haven't seen those uh, hype no. commercials for with Arnold Schwarzenegger? Yeah, yeah. Doritos <laughs> is always good. Uh, Budweiser is reuniting the horse and the dog. Oh no uh, way! The little e trade e trade babies are back. Yeah, I can't wait. Well, the Friends characters are back too, right? I heard there's something with Jennifer I think so, Aniston, yeah. and Ross or Rachel and Ross. Um, all right. Quick, well, let's, quick, let's talk quick about that print story. Uh, yeah. As you know, I used to work in a liquor store, um, and you meet everybody in a liquor store. Met <laughs> Brian Schottenheimer in a liquor store one night, but anyway, nice. uh, we used to have this guy that came in all the time, really big guy, about six foot five. Yeah. And he used to be a roadie for Prince. And he kept, he would tell us stories how Prince was one of the best basketball players because they were always paying, playing pickup games. When they really? were over at his house or at the studio, he always had a hoop set up. Prince and he so said, short. this guy was just phenomenal yeah. basketball player. He's like five foot. Yeah, I mean, but he was great. I know <laughs> the guy is like six foot five and he's going, I can't believe how great he is. He just goes around me. He's that quick. So hey, Speaking I, of basketball, I want to give a shout out to my Lady Hornets, Licking Heights JV team as they won their 10th game, double-digit victories this season um, for our program, which is great. And so congratulations to those young ladies who worked really hard yesterday and got the W. Our, our varsity team came up short, but we'll get a win. We got a game this uh, Saturday. We travel over to Zanesville, where we'll be playing uh, the metropolis of Zanesville. Have you, have you guys ever been over to Zanesville? Yes. I live in Texas, so no. Oh, that's right, Sam. I forgot. No, I didn't forget. <laughs> but yeah, Sam, and I, Sam and I go through there all the time, don't we, Sam? Yeah. I was there just uh, yesterday. Well, I know. Elliot, what do you what do you think of do you know I did not know anything about Zanesville until two of my colleagues who I work with in Licking Heights are grew up in Zanesville and they started sharing when we went over to there. I was there a few weeks ago and they started telling me about this historical bridge in Zanesville called the Y bridge, the only Y looking design bridge in the world. From what I've been told, uh, it's in Zanesville where now the I'm Ohio, Google it. 
<laughs> yeah, I'm trying to think what rivers uh, cross there. I think it's, I don't know, but it's this Y bridge, and it's it it's the shape of a Y bridge, and people have said that you know astronauts and people could when you're traveling over the United States or something they they can see this figure. It's in the Y, it's shape of a Y. So there you go. Zanesville's famous for it. Had you ever heard that, Elliot? No, I, I didn't I didn't know that. I just knew that it you know it's just a really picturesque. Uh, town um, oh i see and uh <clears throat> you know it's i don't it's, know if the uh, folks there now or the people that used to live there think it's it's picturesque but you know it was it was okay <laughs> it's like uh you know it used to be the state capital of ohio for like a day i heard that too i that i don't know about but um like that yes there you go. That's if cool. you're watching on YouTube, it's it's shaped in the form of a Y. Like so a you y. city planners or you designers, like if dad, my grandpa Su Chan is watching, he was a city planner, so he might have some interest in the Y bridge down there. Um, so anyway, let's talk about more news that are cool. that's developing as far as architecture potentially. And that's with the news oh, that came what out a segue. There you go. With the news about the brownies. So the Browns, we've been talking about them for a while, and then they're potentially building this land bridge, and what are they going to do with the stadium on the lakefront? And news broke at some point today or yesterday that the Browns or, or the Haslams, the rich Haslams, have bought 175 um, acres of land next to the airport out there in Cleveland. And um, so there's all the speculation now. And then the Browns actually came out with a statement <laughs> today uh saying as such and so we've got all sorts of things going on here what are your thoughts tonight i'm i mean for me living here in columbus it's it, it's, it shortens my drive to <laughs> up to the stadium to 20 minutes so i'm kind of happy about that but what do y'all think about it Sam, well, you, um i think it's cool it's... go ahead steve Sam. you go you go I think it's just a, a savvy business move by the Haslam's. It's a it's a chess game. Yeah, that's all it is. Um, uh, when somebody, when a team owner wants to build a new stadium, the city always goes first, um, and that's just the way it works. That's the way it works here in Nashville. Titan Stadium. They break ground on February twenty eighth uh, in downtown Nashville. Uh, I know what that stadium sits on is far less than right. 176 acres so um you know the haslam's may have bought it to i don't know move the burke airport there maybe put the <laughs> rental car facility a little closer to the airport so you don't have to get on a bus to Asha Blue Abula to get your car um <laughs> hey see you guys i've flown into cleveland <laughs> You you gotta take a bus ride oh, <laughs> to no. the car rental place. Yeah. I hate it. But well now anyway, the one thing they do have do. they have the RTA, they have the train system that I actually take and Elliot, mm -hmm. you've done this too. You can get I on the train too. right there at the airport and take yep. it into town. It's a 20 minute ride. It's very one convenient. The, it's not the cleanest. Um, <laughs> so one of the few, the, one of yeah. the few cities in the Midwest that has a uh, train that runs from the airport to downtown. Exactly. Yep. You're right. Now, um, yeah. Th so there's a lot of speculation. Uh, Sam, what are you? What are you thinking? I think it's fun because, um, you know, the stadium has always needed, not needed, but the stadium has always been talked about as possibly a place for replacement 
-hmm. you know, maybe a, a dome or something. I don't think they should get rid of the dome. I think that's an advantage to the Browns whenever they're at home. Mm. Um, and also an advantage whenever they're away, if they play in places like Buffalo and colder places like New York. But well, I think it's interesting because, you know, moving closer to the airport is always a better idea than having it far away. Mm -hmm. Um, because you know, if you can't put it near the airport, that's fine. But what it also allows is it is allows an incentive for the airport people because they're like, hey, there's this giant tourist attraction near our airport. We might as well build some infrastructure around the stadium too yes. to draw in more people, maybe some apartments, stuff like that. So I think it's interesting. Well, I, yeah. I think it'll be a good idea if they do do it, though. One of the things that right now, I mean, those that aren't familiar with the Browns and what their their training camp is down in, in Berea, which isn't too far from the airport. Exactly. Um, there's, there's also a lot of um, other things that people have been speculating about. If the Browns were to build something like that, uh, if it is a dome, unlike what you're thinking, Sam, they could do anything from the NCAA basketball tournament to a future Super Bowl. Um, so there's a lot of positives there. And and that part of that area of the city, you know, it's um, the airport and there's a lot of industrial things there. But there is some stuff there that's more, you know, modern, up to date, you know, things. So, yeah, well, I I wouldn't be against it. Um, it's, a, it's always interesting how we go through these cycles in, in sports sometimes because, you know, you think about Cleveland in the past, like the old uh, Richland, uh, Richland Coliseum for the Cleveland Cavaliers was – you know, 45 minutes away and off of 270 in the middle of the valley. Um, now the Cavs have built this, you know, they've got Gund Arena or Rocket Mortgage Fieldhouse uh, down there. So it'll be interesting to see what kind of goes from here. But like, Steve, I think you're right. I think it's just sort of a, you know, you're here's the situation. Move. It's a chess move. Yeah. yeah. Elliot, what are your thoughts on this? Well, <clears throat> I'm really glad that they bought land in Brooklyn park instead of london england um that's always been in the back of my mind that uh you know i guess it's still possible that they could sell the franchise to uh, uh london investors i don't know how how huge the investment in uh brook park actually is with you know whether it's uh uh, you know, like a sleight of hand that looks like they're making a commitment, but maybe it isn't. I don't know. Yeah. But it, it, but it is right next to the airport. So it makes me think, okay, if it's next to the airport, you couldn't build an outdoor stadium that's next to an airport, could you? That, that uh, would be dumb. That would be like the, you know, the New York Jets used to have this thing and you could, you know, you couldn't hear the announcers because there was a <laughs> jet plane um, right. every, you know, five minutes and stuff. So I think it would be an indoor stadium if it really is a stadium. And it's the house that Deshaun built. That's kind of that what I think I like. right <laughs> off the bat. So, yeah, I think they're building an indoor stadium. Yeah. They're going to put it in Brook Park if they're, if it if it really is a stadium. Yeah. And not, not just sort of a misdirection yeah. ploy uh, from yeah. getting paranoid here. but. But uh, no, I like it. I think yeah. it's great. I love uh, that area of Brook Park. Um, my yes. childhood home was uh, a mile away from that area, by the way. Okay. Oh, wow. And um, yeah. yeah, there's all sorts of, they're down there, Snow Road, and you've got all that right 
uh, area very down close there. to NASA uh, Lewis Research. Well, it's NASA Glenn Research Center. And I was very close to that. Okay. So There's that's a good old Bagley Bagley Road down there. I got used to be a popular place to stop mm -hmm. off and get a bite to eat at the Olive Garden, or uh, there'd be an old Friendlies there. Um, yeah, there's all kind of yeah the uh, grinders, uh, Brownsbackers of Berea uh, ah, has a club uh, not yeah. far from there. Yeah, that place will be. Uh, hit. Uh, speaking, I want to change the subject just a little bit. But with the Browns, um, this past week there's been some news circulating the NFL about um, opening weekend next year. Uh, the Philadelphia Eagles were announced is going to be opening their uh, season on a Friday night in the to open the NFL down in Brazil. And so earlier in the week, there was a lot of chatter here in Cleveland with the Browns who are on the Philadelphia Eagles home schedule, be the team that opens the season up in Brazil. What do you think? Yeah, that's interesting. I don't yeah. think so. No, that's eleven percent chance it'll happen. Well, that's more I mean, than yeah. one. The only thing, the only thing you've got to ask is uh, NFL teams are required to play overseas games once every ten years. Yeah. And the last time the Browns played was twenty seventeen. Yeah. They were scheduled to play in twenty twenty, but then COVID hit. Okay. So that's what's really fu fueling the speculation. Um. I really is that really a draw for for opening weekend Browns <laughs> at Philadelphia? Is it? It could be. I mean, you know. Well, the no, reason I say it could happen. Time zone. I would say. Yeah, it's, it's the same time zone. So uh, I would say this for that is that the Browns and the Eagles have developed a relationship over the last couple of seasons, especially in the. I know they play every in the training camp. Yeah, that I think that the. I mean, I would not see that as not a, a real possibility. I would say it's, I'm going to, I'll say the percentage is more closer to 40 or 50% in my mind that that could what be. What about Dallas at Philadelphia? Well, right. They couldn't blow that much money. Uh, they make too much money Dan, playing. Do you want to travel age. down to Dallas or do you want to go to that game since you're a Cowboys fan? No, you're not a Cowboys. You just wear the hat. Where I might, I mean, I don't care about the Cowboys as much as the Browns, but <laughs> Cowboys tickets are so expensive, though. Doesn't matter yeah. who they're playing. Speaking yeah. of pricing, my God, Brazil. What What have you guys seen as far as prices for the Super Bowl? We'll talk about this after the break more. But how how cheap have you seen any tickets? I mine. I looked at Super Bowl tickets, like six or seven thousand. I had 000. heard that. Um, you know, of course, they're going to be high. You know, you're talking about thousands of dollars, but uh, as it relates to other Super Bowls, they're not as high. Okay. Um, you know, and like if it had been Browns Detroit, you couldn't get a ticket for $10,000. Oh, my gosh. I mean, <laughs> no, no, I'm you know, uh, it would have been crazy. So, I yeah, mean, I think a lot of people are kind of because these two just played not too long ago in a Super Bowl. Uh, a lot of people are kind of like, eh, hmm. eh. So. Um, let's uh, question here with the Browns. Let's go back to Browns news just before we head to the break here. Uh, the Browns hired Andy Dickerson uh, from Seattle, who you, I think you've mentioned that name. A couple of you um, good hire. It looks like Steve's happy about that. Very happy. They Tell also, uh, I don't know much. They about hired him. an assistant line coach from uh, Philly. Uh, okay. Today. So tell us about Dickerson. Well, let me just put it to you this way. Uh, last year, 
um, the Seattle Seahawks, he was the O-line coach and run game coordinator. They had nine players play on the offensive line. Yeah. Nine players had 200 snaps or more oh, okay. uh, playing on the offensive line. They were 10th fewest in sacks. Wow. See, and I remember so, talking about Seattle going into that game, and we were thinking that O-line was supposed to be the problem. Right. It wasn't. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yep. He's a um, young guy. Second time at Cleveland. He worked for uh, Mangini. So yeah. He yeah. knows the culture. Um, He's going to teach a lot of motion and kind of he and Deuce Staley are going to kind of juice up the running game a little bit. Put a little fire under Mr. Ford's butt. Make yeah, him these guys a, are a younger. running back and not a not a line dancer. So uh, guys are younger, these coaches. And I think you're right. And um, yeah. we'll see fresh we'll eyes see. that that is going to be the Browns theme on offense. That's yeah. all I've heard is fresh eyes, fresh thoughts, uh, fresh views. So I'll take it. Their yeah, offense definitely. was getting stale. Well, and the funny thing about this though, you've talked about in your blog for dog pound South and Elliot, you've, you know, we've all kind of ex- discussed this past season, but, the Browns won 11 games yeah. um, thanks to both the offense and the defense. And uh, that hasn't happened here in a long, long time. So it was a little bit of a shock. And Steve, you wrote about it. I read your blog, Dog Pound South and on Cleveland Sports Talk. And you talked about it, it was a little bit of a surprise yeah. considering how um, in that, especially that last game, how our defense didn't do so hot against Houston, but the offense still, you know, with Joe Flacco back there doing a lot. So it's, it took some people. And special teams. Don't forget about mm. special teams. Correct. We found a kicker. We found a punter. Oh my um, gosh. Yeah. Yeah. So a couple blocks field goals. They had a block field goal against Baltimore. And of course the, the one against Indy. I mean, I think they had another one too. So yeah. Yeah. Well, let's pause for a quick break here. We are the fanatical elves network. It's Thursday night. We've been talking about the Browns potentially moving new stadium uh, in the works down the line, but we're going to talk about the super bowl. When we come back, we'll be right back. We're back. How's everybody doing? Um, Fanatical elves. Here we are. So, we got the Super Bowl, and we're going to have some final takes here from the guys. Uh, anything else that we haven't covered tonight? And, you know, we're in that part of the season where we're really starting to gear up. Um, talk about maybe just spend a minute here, Steve and Elliot and Sam. I know you all have your own shows. And get a little bit of uh, info about what you're going to be coming up with uh, in the next couple of weeks. Sam, let's start with you. What do you What do you got going on? You got the Brown, I know you do the Browns breakdowns. You do a great job. What's, what's your next take? Uh, next one's tomorrow, 3 p.m. normal time. I'm been doing my first mock draft and mm. a little bit of just free agency talk again. Okay, very good. You, uh, the Browns have their first pick at 54. Is that right? I yeah. believe so. Yes. Uh, S- uh, Steve, what do you got going on with your uh, upcoming Dog Pound South shows? Well, I'm going to take a deep dive into free agency. I'm going to look at all the different positions. I'll probably break it up a few different shows. Mm -hmm. I'll talk about um, the players they already have under contract, who has guarantees, who doesn't. Mm -hmm. Uh, That's a big factor. Um, You know, 
it's uh free agency sets up the draft when, when uh, is like, the, like, uh, the, like the browns always say it's part of their guardrail you don't pay for depth. tell me again when free agency opens up the tampering uh, the period. the legal tampering starts on march 11th free agency starts on march 13th okay. the combine is february 27th and that's when the illegal tampering period starts yes okay so the end of february is when the nfl combine is in with yep. indianapolis i think it's uh, the 27th through march 3rd okay Elliot, what, do you, what do you got going on i know you got the oracle speak shows You've been producing those very well, regularly um yeah i i'm uh of the opinion that the browns really will have to uh struggle to clear salary cap room uh, they will have to actually uh, find ways to move veterans it's going to be painful mm -hmm. there's going to be some familiar faces that are going to leave and in particular yeah, I expect to see one of the veteran offensive linemen uh, change uniforms. I think there's no choice. Um, uh -huh. And um, I, I think I'm going to toss my cookies when I hear people think that the Browns are just going to go sign a bunch of expensive free agents. Yeah. Oh, we'll just pay for it next year. It's not that simple. You know, the Browns are going to lose more talent than they sign uh, for 2024. Mm. There's just no other way around it. It's just, it's just not possible to um, yeah. keep on signing at the rate that we've be, been accustomed to. Mm -hmm. We're going to have to make adjustments and look for, uh, you know, bargain basement kind of free agents, not uh, you know these all galaxy, all pro uh, players. Yeah. We're not going to sign those guys. Um. With the Browns, you know, looking at this, and you know, we got the Super Bowl on the horizon here in a couple days. You know, I've been, you know, thinking about the Browns all week, and and I'll be bringing you my Johnny Cleveland show here probably uh, within the next day. But part of my show was gonna, you know, was asking the question of what do Browns fans really have to look forward to? Um, you know, after the dust is settled, you know. I'm kind of in that mode right now. It's February. It's, I'm looking at the future and I'm thinking, oh gosh, this team's got to go through this whole thing again. They won 11 games last season. Can they get back and do it again? And then can they get motivated and what drives players and teams and, you know, fan bases? You know, there's a lot that we should take away from last season and be excited about, but I'm in this, Sort of, and it's probably the doldrums of, of being in winter, though it was 64 degrees here in Columbus today. Um, you know, what do the Browns, what what should we hold on to it and have hope for? For uh, One thing, for example, is I don't expect Nick Chubb to come back and be a, do exactly what he did last season, but I'm looking forward to hopefully seeing Nick Chubb back in a Cleveland Browns uniform and, and doing some really good things this next season. What are, What are some things that you're, all excited about seeing over the next um, season. Elliot, you want to start? Well, yeah, I think, you know, to be a football fan, I think you have to uh, accept the fact that there are going to be 31 teams that do not win the Super Bowl next season. <laughs> and uh, Good football builds character. And, Write that uh, down. 
<laughs> hey, I, I did the math. I'm sure. Common I'm sense right. there. Way to go, Elliot. And, you know, wow. the, the thing is, is that if you, you know, you uh, looking for a team that's for sure going to win the Super Bowl every year, that team doesn't exist. Right. And, exactly. Uh, you know, you need to have a combination of luck and skill in order to win it. The Browns do have enough all pros on their roster that they have a puncher's chance to win, even if they, you know, I think really if you look at the talent that was on their roster in 2023, based on what we now know, that roster was really packed with talent, especially on defense, and they could very well have won the Super Bowl. They had more talent than the San Francisco 49ers, yeah. um, but, you know, significantly more. Uh, not all of it stayed healthy, though. Uh, right. This yeah. season, the Browns will not have as much talent as they did in 2023. Does that mean that they can't win? Well, some right. people will say so. I'm saying that you know the most the team with the most amount of talent at the beginning of the season is not always the team that wins at the end of the season. And a lot of times, you have to make pickups like somebody like Joe Flacco, for example, you have to be able to pick up. Uh, yeah. You have to be able to discover some free agent safeties and stuff like that that the Browns were able to do, yeah. find third-string offensive tackles. The Browns proved themselves to be very resourceful at building a team during the course of the season. And, you know, I'm really starting to think in a 17-game season – a lot of what happens, a lot of your Super Bowl chances depend on how well you can build a second team, um, you know, in the, you know, game 13, 14, 15, 16, and 17, not just how you start the season in terms of your uh, talented roster in September. So, yeah, there's a, it's impossible to predict the outcome in advance. Sorry, guys. I'd be a rich bastard if I could do that. <laughs> I predict a lot of things, but I can't tell you who's going to win the Super Bowl next season. That's ridiculous. Let's just play the first game and see what happens and take it from there. But I like uh, yeah, it. I will always watch football. Uh, okay, I'm not. Let me, put throw, off my, uh, by let me throw this out, Elliot, and then hmm. go to Sam here and Steve on this other. Like looking forward to next year. What what are we looking at, and what's getting you? excited like i mentioned nick chubb and you've mentioned some great points there elliot um this this uh the record or i don't the, know if the, nick the, chubb the is going to play for the browns next season i'm not sure i know i know but looking <laughs> at schedule just looking at schedule itself the, the team matter. that the browns are well, okay, i don't yeah, care I, I don't care okay Neither do I, I. I do it's it's like a preseason college poll I don't know who's going to be good next season. <laughs> we don't um, know. Oh, whoopee. It's the hardest right. schedule based on everybody's <laughs> record in 2023. What are you looking Ooh. forward to? What 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 gets you like because you're you're more the realist. You you have more hope than me, the disgruntled I don't have um, hope Browns fan that has seen this and done that. And what are what are we setting us up for again? I mean, I want I want to see a Super Bowl. Browns fans want to see a Super Bowl. I want to see a Super Bowl. I mean, I don't want to see tomorrow or Sunday Super Bowl. I want to see the Browns in a Super Bowl and the Browns Same win here. a Super Bowl. And I'm getting old. And I, I don't. <laughs> I, I, I've told every all my friends that uh, 
from the time they they make the Super Bowl to the Super Bowl, I'm going to be drunk every day. And you know, you might as well just get used to it. Uh, but anyway, and hope's not that says bad. We are deep. We were deep last year. Ugh. Oh, You're we right, were Nick. deep. We, we were. were very deep. And like Elliot pointed out, they had the front office who could replace fine players off the scrap heap, right? And plug them in, and it worked. And yeah. that's the way the Browns front office works. And it's not bad to have hope. I know there's a local radio station that makes fun of the phrase, hope is not a strategy, uh, but they never continue the quote. Hope is not a strategy. Sometimes it's the only strategy. <laughs> so um, I, what do I look forward to? I look forward to seeing uh, what the Browns going to do um, this offseason. That, that's yeah. okay. what I always look forward to. And they usually the do starts. something, don't they, Steve? Uh, yeah, they usually do. Uh, Elliot's right. They're going to, and, and I hate to tell the Browns fans this, but the most likely guy that they can trade off that offensive line is Wyatt Teller. He's got the easiest contract to convert. Yeah. So, Elliot, you and then you got to look at Greg Newsom, who's due. Uh, Get his, rid of that uh, guy. His, an option is due first of May, and he's going to be getting paid $12 million. Now you're going to pay your third corner Send them out of $12 town. million. Dollars? That's not value. I'm so not I'm looking that. forward to see what kind of moves the Browns make. I'm looking forward Most to see overrated defensive who, secondary. who they're going to talk to in the draft class. They, I've already found out they talked to a edge outside linebacker from uh, Arkansas, uh, John Morgan, the third. I like that. I Razorback. Razorback. Uh, yeah, they already had a, a meeting with him. So this is this is the fun part leading yes. up to the actual games. Yes. Is the uh, this movement, this the salary cap manipulation. Yep. The, I I just like that kind of stuff. I'm weird. Nah, you're not. We're Browns fans. Yeah, yeah. Uh Sam, what are you looking forward to? I'm looking forward to the free agency in the draft. I think the Browns have a good team. I think as long as I think Watson can be a good quarterback. I still think he knows. I still think he's good, and I think if Watson can stay healthy, if Kevin's can still have a coach of the year um, candidacy year, and Amari, everyone just stays healthy. I think health is a very, very important part because having to deal with five quarters, what was it, six quarterbacks? Yes, five total? quarterbacks. If you want to count Driscoll, it was five. Yeah, we'll, we'll say five because I don't count him as a quarterback because okay was... four <laughs> i don't count them either they, they weren't gonna win that game but i think the browns definitely have a chance to at least make an afc championship if they can just stay healthy yeah if watson can figure out what he's doing and if they make some moves in free agency and the draft well hey, they gotta I, win the division i wanted to I'm sorry uh, this wild card stuff is just not gonna work uh, we know uh, that gotta yeah. win the division they have to hey, and by the way natural you're uh, what's that Cold weather, natural turf. That's our modus operandi. There no, you go. No more, exactly. no more playoffs on artificial turf. Bingo. Uh, away games. Bingo. Um, no By the way, yeah, Steve, uh, you're gonna break it. Assistant coach of the yes, year is he's breaking Jim it. Schwartz. Congratulations Jim to Jim Schwartz. Just names coach, assistant coach of the year on awesome. the red carpet on their big show tonight. So now we got Kevin Stefanski. We're waiting to see if he'll. They'll announce him as the head coach of the year. I'm going to say no. If no. he's not there, then he's not getting the award. So he's probably not getting it. Damn it. Okay. I don't know if he's there or not. I haven't seen um, pictures of him. 
All right. Last topic before we leave you all. We're talking Super Bowl. Um, anybody got a party planned? I know, uh, uh, Elliot, you said the Xenia Browns backers are going to have a shindig over there. Over well, the yeah, I'm, I'm uh, still open and flexible, but the uh, default plan is Xenia Browns backers, uh, Beaver Creek Browns backers for that matter. Um, Milano's has in uh, Dayton and Milano's in Beaver Creek also have, okay. uh, you know, uh, they're just tremendous uh, places to hang out. And I've got friends that I'll find at all those places. So it's really, uh, it's just a tremendous Browns area in yes. uh, the greater Dayton area. Just really. Well, is. you and Joel Cave, who does the What the Elf Was That, and Rod Bloom, who does the Browns Blitz, all live in that wonderful Dayton region. So we love having you part of the Fanatical L's network, and um, it is deep. And there's a lot of Browns fans that that direction. So, um, Sam, you got things planned for the Super Bowl? No, sit there and do nothing. Maybe oh, you are always doing something. You're 16 years old, man. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll sit there and watch the game probably, but I don't have a side. I don't really care very anybody, much. Anybody have any like food items or anything that they like to uh... might buy some chips and some hot dogs maybe and stuff like that, but we're not going to a party or anything. <laughs> hot dogs. Now, when you say hot dog, how do you cook your hot dog? You, you grill um, it? Well, my favorite is grill them. Yeah. I think you if you got a good grill... But, you know, sometimes we buy the just ones where you boil them. Yeah. Um, Good old It really boil. depends on what we're going for, but it's usually <laughs> boiled ones. But I love grilled ones a lot. Want to, want to give a shout out also to my assistant uh, principal I work with at Licking Heights. He uh, talked to me this week. Uh, maybe you guys have, I don't know if you've ever been this direction up to, up between Columbus and Marion, there's a little town called Waldo. And supposedly there's some restaurant called G&R. And they have the best fried bologna sandwiches in the Midwest. Fried bologna sandwiches. Anybody ever had a fried oh, yeah. bologna sandwich? Yeah, I live in the South. <laughs> <laughs> of course. I'm like, dude, I don't like every bologna. country store it's and every like, little town. It's like, has John, a you got to gotta have a bologna sandwich. You got to have it once in your lifetime. So I may have to drive Good. up to Waldo. It's about a 40 minute drive from us, but. um. Anyway, okay, Steve, Super Bowl. You got anything planned? Yeah, my wife and I will sit here and watch it. I'll uh, uh, watch the commercials, which I'm so exciting. I mean, We're so exciting. Yeah, I know. Uh, we'll have some chicken wings and uh, some some other food. So you know, sit here in my own house and my own TV with my own bathroom and enjoy it. I don't do Super Bowl parties anymore. No, I used no. to. Now Nashville anymore. Now, Nashville is moving again, right? I know you had that super-duper snowstorm that shut everything down forever, but it's been very warm there. Yeah, it was 60-something degrees today, <laughs> 71 the day before. Yes. So, you know. Very nice weather. Um, so let's just, before we leave, predictions. Um, I know you're all going to be watching the game. Um, you know, my my interest, of course, will be watching Travis Kelsey and the 25 seconds of Taylor Swift. Um, any moment I can catch a glimpse of Taylor is is great. And uh, we should all be excited to watch that. Um, she's bringing all sorts of new people to watch the Super Bowl. And um, who cares about the football game? We care about the commercials. And, yeah, you know, now the Chiefs can win their third championship 
if they win. They're going um, again. This is, you know, three three championships is pretty pretty significant in this day and age. Yeah. And, um, I, I'm gonna I'm taking the the Chiefs. I'm a, um, you know, I lived in Kansas for 26 years. So though I don't root for the Chiefs outwardly, um, I'll take the Chiefs in this one. I'd like. I don't think like you said, Elliot earlier. The 49ers. I mean, Brock Purdy and I just. Yeah, I mean the Browns beat them. They they got lucky, kind of beating them because the 49ers kicker sucks. By the way, I think he just is terrible, and I think that's he's going to have a influence on how this game plays out for the uh, 49ers. And I think the 49ers are kind of lucky. I think they played in the uh, a pretty weak um, NFC. Uh, the Philadelphia Eagles uh, fell apart. Uh, I mean, you're going up against. I mean, the Lions had this run. I mean. When was the last time you thought the Lions were going to go that far? You have the Tampa Bay Buccaneers with um, Baker Mayfield. Um, I heard he threw an interception in the Pro Bowl contest, too. Is that true? Did anybody hear that story? I don't know. I didn't watch a minute of it. Well, I didn't either. But someone was making fun of the fact that Baker threw, like in a flag football event, like an interception. Oh, my wife and I watched the Detroit Tampa game, and all my nieces and nephew who live in Tampa yeah. are Buccaneers fans. Yes, and you said that. one yeah. of them called the next day, and and I could hear Karen talking to him, and and she goes, "Yeah, yeah, your uncle and I watched it, and we were just waiting for Baker Mayfield to do Baker Mayfield stuff, <laughs> and he did." Yes. So, well, he's a unrestricted free agent. I suspect he'll go back to Tampa Bay. From what I'm hearing, also, but um, PFF uh, Pro Football Focus uh, estimates his contract to be about 25 million. Okay, not the 40 million that some people were. Oh, he, oh, yeah. Come on, sure, right. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know. The, looking at what the, uh, the Giants gave Daniel Jones, uh, there's a sucker born every minute. Hey, my. Um, any uh, final? Uh, thoughts here on the super bowl before we part i'm going kansas city they're the hottest team coming in so i always go with a hot team sam i say 49ers 24 chiefs 21 i think it's gonna be a close game i think it will be a field goal i might you might even go into overtime in a surprise um moment for the 49ers in the super bowl their former star colin kaepernick will make an appearance on the field after Purdy goes down with an injury and drives him to the final game-winning <laughs> touchdown. Wait a second. Wait, I'm in the wrong era. No, okay. no, no, no. Um, you're, you're looking at the wrong NFL script. He's still – Yeah, still this is script number two. Script number two? Okay. Um, yeah. All right. Um, speaking <laughs> of scripts, but I heard this with the Browns. Before we let everybody go here, Deshaun Watson, I overheard this rumor that he does not like the scripted – first that's not what he said okay so okay uh elliot final take on the super bowl well i i felt um most strongly about taking the under rather than predicting the winner winner i think it'll be a defensive game i don't believe in the kansas city offense i I believe in patrick mahomes Mm -hmm. but i don't believe that the quarterback is the only player on the team that you have to account for what no, I'm sorry. It's not just the quarterback. The receivers actually have to catch the ball, and the Kansas City. You don't know anything about that in Cleveland? Ball. 
And um, so, I, yeah, I think that it'll be a defensive game. The defenses uh, don't get enough credit on either Kansas City or San Francisco. I, I suspect that this game, you know, um, they say sometimes that more games are lost than won. Mm-hmm. I suspect that this Super Bowl might be lost rather than won. Ah. And I think that San Francisco has a better chance of losing the Super Bowl than Kansas City does. I think mm-hmm. San Francisco might do more dumb things than Kansas City. And I think that uh, well, you think Shanahan, about it, Shanahan might lose this game again. He's famous for would losing. That'd be number games. three, wouldn't it? Well, yeah, it depends consider- on how you count. But uh, you know, he <laughs> lost uh, the Super Bowl certainly with the twenty-eight to three game. He was most famous for. Yeah, but wasn't yeah, he down did. to the same? Like they they were very lucky to be in the where they are today. I think it and was twenty eight to ten. They were losing to or yeah. Even well, worse give him that. credit. He he came back. That was pretty good. But the, the dumbest game was when he um, you know, he tried to block a pass rusher with a third string tight end and lost his quarterback. Ah. That was beyond stupid. Yes, and um, you know, then you know he had his team in the Super Bowl with uh, with uh, Jimmy G, and um, oh yeah, maybe the play calling wasn't quite up to par. That was three years ago, right? Uh, I forget how many years ago it was, it was a while back, but you know he has the reputation of uh, I think trying to do too much when he's on the big stage. Yeah trying yeah. to dominate the Super Bowl rather than letting it come to him. Right. And when you do stuff like that, you wind up making your team lose. And so I think that is a legitimate uh, criticism and a legitimate concern. And so I think I give Shanahan some chance of losing the Super Bowl <laughs> for his team. Well, um, just remember the last time these two teams played, uh, the 49ers had a 21 to 10 lead going into the fourth quarter. And Kansas City outscored them 21 to nothing in the fourth quarter. So, well, there you go. There you have um, it. Boys, thank you very much for being here on a Thursday night for the Fanatical Owls Network. I do want to give a shout out to the Cleveland Cavaliers. You Cleveland fans watching our show, or listening, they're the hottest hot. team in the NBA. They are winning right hot, now at halftime against 57 the 51. Yeah. So they're up. Uh, going into the third quarter, and um, don't jinx them. Just playing pretty well. I know they're we, playing we, well. They are playing well. Um, let's hope that they continue. The best thing about them, we, this isn't a basketball podcast, but I've never been a fan of JV Bickerstaff. You know, go figure. I don't like coaches, um, but Real. I'm happy happy that he's actually been playing nine or ten guys in in that rotation and 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 limiting or. Sh- lowering the, the number of minutes for their big stars, which is, I think, a huge deal. And I complained about it all season long last year. And I think he finally got the message. Somebody at some point said, look, JB, but we'll talk about that. Hopefully they do, they do well this year and get far in the playoffs. Guys, thank you for being here again. We will be back next week, next Thursday, for the Fanatical Elves, plus all of our other shows, the Dog Pound South there with Steve. We got the Oracle Speaks there with Elliot. We got the Browns breakdowns with Sam. You got me with the Johnny Cleveland podcast. You got the Browns blitzes. You got the What the Elf was that show. We're going to keep producing content, bringing it to you. Uh, We got free agency coming up here shortly. We got the NFL Combine, 
all sorts of fun things. So thanks for tuning in to us. Spread the love. To join us on YouTube here. You can watch us. But we really need you to subscribe to us on Spotify, on Apple, on iHeart uh, uh, Tunes, on TuneIn. Follow us and subscribe because that's where the big bucks are for us. You know, we're, we're, we're making huge money here. And uh, we, we would love to have you um, join us and follow us. Tell all your other Browns fans about us. Uh, we're just a bunch of guys who, who love following the Browns just like you. We talk about things like you. And we care about our brownies. Everybody have a great Thursday night. Go Browns. Go Browns. Okay, got to find the music. See ya. We'll be right back.